When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. That's more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. You can find us there. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And join now, Harry Douglas in for Key and Jay today by Jason Fitz, host of Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Look at this. Uh-huh. I mean, that's really all I got to say about that, Max, is just to be, that's riveting content you can only get from Fitz. I'm just happy my name got put on something first. I don't know how it happened, but Harry will always remember that he's the right-hand man on this one. I'm definitely the driving force. We'll go with that, sure. But I think it's pretty dope, though, because me and Fitz, we've been working together since 2019 when I first started at ESPN, and we instantly click. Like, we've done a ton of shows together. Like, our energy level is above the ceiling and so I think that's great and uh, one of the things I do love about Fitz is that he prepares and he's going to put that work in so I never go into any show that I'm doing with Fitz worried about hey did he check this out did he do his homework on this I automatically know he's going to be that way so that just makes for a great show like when you have people around you like that man Fitz like you know (laughs) I'd say like Harry Douglas is the model for any athlete who wants to get into this business right like Harry gets up at three in the morning and starts grinding and I've never heard him say no to anything hey Harry could you do this show he he just he's not oh maybe I'll pick up an extra few bucks on radio he's made a career Dude, as a guy that was on this campus till one in the morning hosting Sports Center on Snapchat last night, and I'm back now, like that's part of why Harry and I we jive, right? Like the yep. part of the reason we came together is that we share that common bond of like let's do everything and anything we can, and that's that's fueled our friendship, which is cool that we actually get to bring. And you know this, Max. Like so often shows are just sort of put together, and they're like, hey, let's see if this works. Harry and I, uh, we're we're really close friends. So the, the when they called and said, hey, you guys are going to do this together, I think that's part of what made it exciting. Yeah, we're we're. We're gonna. We may not be the prettiest show, but we'll be the hardest well, working hold, show. Hold up, bro. I mean, uh, I was the, speaking about you, bro. Hold I mean, the hell on. I'm pretty. I mean, <laughs> like, let's just be, we're fraternal twins <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> Very different moms, if you watch. Jason <laughs> and Fitz. Oh, sorry, Jason and Fitz. Harry, I mean, I don't mind that name either. We Jason and Fitz. Excuse me. Host of Fitz and Harry. I almost said Harry and Fitz, but it is in fact Fitz and Harry. The launch is January. Third. So, guys, we've been dealing with like serious news. Brittany Griner is freed in a U.S. Russian prisoner exchange. She's, it was uh, the prisoner swap. She's been in custody since February 17th. Um, Russia detained her and, of course, convicted her. The, the Russia brings charges. They're not getting a conviction. Um, and gave her a whole bunch of years. And the United States was put in a position where to bring her home. We had to do a prisoner exchange uh, with Victor Bout, who's a notorious arms dealer. Um, But she is coming home. And, uh, you know, we can get into why our women are abroad in places like Russia, where Americans ought not to be as long as there's a head of state who is the law in the notorious war criminal Vladimir Putin. Um, But the fact is she is coming home. And that is good news. Joe Biden 
president of the United States statement on Brittany Griner's release. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. We never stopped pushing for her release. It took painstaking and intense negotiations, and I want to thank all the hardworking public servants across my administration who worked tirelessly to secure her release. I also want to thank the UAE for helping us facilitate Brittany's return, because that's where she landed. These past few months have been hell for Brittany and for Charlie and, uh, and her entire family and all her teammates back home. People all across the country have learned about Brittany's story, advocated for her release, stood with her through, throughout this terrible ordeal. And I know that support meant a lot to her family. I'm glad to be able to say that Brittany's in good spirits. She, uh, she's relieved to finally be heading home. So the good news is that Brittany Griner gets to come home after being held on. I mean, the Russian government is claimed the police claiming that she they found her with some weed. I mean, if they did. Right. Big deal. But can you even believe what the Russian government tells you? Of course not. And um, and so but at any rate, even if she was carrying some weed, she got convicted of she's supposed to spend like about a, almost a decade in a Russian prison for it. She is freed and she's returning to the United States. Fitz, your thoughts? I think there's a lot here, Max, that people need to to slow down for a second and go back and read TJ Quinn from the outset. I know you've talked to TJ. We used to talk to TJ on Spain and Fitz. And TJ's done a beautiful job since day one of explaining the the process. Because one thing you've stressed is that we don't even know. And from the day that she was detained, and by the way, our own government through our own sources ruled that wrongful uh, detention, which means... Our government has said, hey, the information does not match what we're being told, right? So we already said that she was wrongfully detained. But something that TJ stressed from the outside, outset was how this whole process was going to go. She was going to have to say she did it. She was going to have to release a statement with details on how she did it, all to get to the point that we could get to the prisoner swap. So for there's a lot of people right now that are like, well, if you go to Russia, you got to follow their rules. That's a really nice thing to say when you have no idea what actually happened. And from what our government believes happened, it doesn't match what the Russian government says happens. At some point, we have to look at this whole process and say, hey, there is more to this than just the simple, oh, she had a little weed. We don't know if she had weed. We don't know if she even had a pen. We don't know that any of the admission that was made in court was actually real. It was all part of a large process to get us to where we are today. And if everybody would slow down and stop yelling and actually read some of the real reporting on this, I think it would be eye-opening rather than taking some side on whether or not this is a woke argument or the right thing was done. Well, I mean, first of all, Russia is a failed state. It's a failed state. It has a dictator. And, and so once you go to Russia as an American citizen, there is, they are opaque. There's no way to tell if they're telling the truth. In fact, it's a safer assumption just to assume that they are lying. But the fact of the matter is she is coming home. And uh, with and before it turns into a political football and there's n- no reason for it to, in fact, um, the best policy seems to be to me not to go to Russia while a war notorious war criminal is the head of state. That's probably the best policy. And yet, Harry, a lot of our women do or did, at least, because they are not getting paid anywhere near commensurate with the men. And I understand there's less interest in the WNBA I don't care, and all that stuff. But the fact is like, they do it to make money. And, and that's the problem that lies with me is that the simple fact that these women, by number one, let me say this, women are amazing 
And they do a lot of things better than us men who are in positions who think we do things better than women. So, you mean with reference to sports? Period. Well, I'm sure. But every people, damn well, everyone knows that, but we're talking about sports. <laughs> yes. yes. So my, my thing is, I'm, I'm going to put a lot of pressure on owners. And even though it might not, you know, drive revenue, because everything in this country to me seems like it's about money, I don't care. Make it be something that everyone wants to watch. And I'm also going to put a lot of pressure on myself and a lot of viewers and, and other people to support women as well. Support them in whatever they're, that they're doing. So now you have the ratings. Now the owners will want to, you know, do a lot of things and put more money into it. But I think we can solve a problem on our own right here in our own country to the fact that where these women don't have to go over there overseas to make money and can just stay home and make that money like we see every other sport does. Yeah, but Harry, let me let me jump in on that for a second because I agree with you. And by the way, if you look at the trajectory numbers, the TV ratings, the profits, the attendance of a league that's 26 years old at this point and compared to other 26-year-old uh, leagues, the WNBA is actually kicking a lot of butt. But you know this as a former athlete, right? Yep. Uh, how often are you going to sit in there across from an owner of an NFL team and say, hey, we need you to just take better care of the players. Like my fear is that if you simply go to the WNBA and tell all the owners, hey, you're going to have to do this, 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 and this, that a bunch of them will just say, well, there's not enough profit in it. Like rich people don't get rich by accident, right? But that's They're suddenly thing. not going to want to spend the money. That's part of the problem. That's, that's, that's my issue, though, because that's part of the problem. Yeah, but why they got to go overseas? Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. But you also know that if if you're sitting there with somebody that owns this team, they're barely making any cash off of it. You tell them that they've got to suddenly raise the amount of money they're spending. They're just going to say, "Nah, I'd just rather not own a team." And now you'll have less opportunities for these athletes to get like right now. That one of the biggest issues the WNBA has is even first round draft picks can't make rosters because there aren't enough teams. They need expansion, yes. but you got to get more owners involved. So, and asking owners to spend more doesn't get more owners involved. So, by the way, I will come. To I kind of like listening to this uh, uh, Fitz and uh, Harry radio show, but I'm not kidding. I just like that's pretty good. Uh, I think I think you guys have a bright future. It, the question is this: Is there something intrinsically the product that we're dealing with? Can that be a commercial success? Women's basketball, right? And then women don't have to look overseas. Although, by the way, the men do it too. Like, why when Daryl Morey t- tweeted a perfectly sensible thing? Hey. Freedom is good. Totalitarianism is bad, basically, is all he tweeted. Oh, my God, he's, the timing is wrong. Because our guys were over in China. And China is a place with an authoritarian government that, that we're afraid a tweet could actually endanger our people who are over there. So that leads me to believe our people should not be over there. A tweet should not be able to. You shouldn't go to a place where a tweet could endanger you, right? Where there's no, where the judiciary is not independent and strong, where there are no checks and balances, right? But that aside, our women do that because they're not making enough money here. So then the question is, is the product that we are selling in the WNBA intrinsically, is there something wrong with it that can't be fixed that you can't make money or can it take off? Fitz, I look at... Um, women's tennis, which is a the, the product is probably superior to the men's game because there's more volleying and rallying, right? Because it's not just serve, 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 serve. Since they went to graphite rackets years ago in the men's game, there are things about the women's game in basketball that are better than the men's game, right? Because it is more of the kind of basketball that a lot of us actually like to watch. So then the question becomes, how do you market it? in such a way that it becomes more commercially successful. It seems to me, Fitz, it's not impossible. Intrinsically, it's in there. 
I, I don't think it's impossible. I think it's actually happening. I just think it's a little like barbecue, right? Like slow and low. Like Harry, you have a daughter, right? And if you'd had that, if if she were ten years younger, right, ten years ago, she might not as a young as a you know she's got your genes. She's going to be an amazing athlete, right? There is a spot where you got to look at it and say, okay, maybe the WNBA didn't feel viable to her a decade ago, but it does now. Now, when you're a young girl that's growing up, like representation takes a second to cook in, right? It takes a second to become real for people. I think we are seeing growth in the WNBA in a very real way. We're just in that tweener period where it hasn't gotten to where the next generation, the generation that grew up being huge WNBA fans are now flocking to go to the league to make a living. Like, And, and their their kids are becoming fans. Like, I just think all of this takes more time. And if we had invented Twitter and Twitter was sitting in the NBA in the set early 70s, what would they be saying about the health of that league? So I think the magnifying glass is different, but the cooking process for the success of the league is actually going really well. Well, you bring up a good point because my daughter, it's funny because she wants, she's a daddy's girl. So my daughter wants to do everything her father does. Like she wants to get involved in media because of me. She just came to me yesterday because we're talking about flag football and girls flag football the whole nine. And she watches my highlights. She say, daddy, I want to play football. Like, and I was like, okay, we'll, we'll get you involved in flag. And she's excited. And she's like, I just want to hit people. And, and I'm like, well, <laughs> that's not how flag football works. But she also sees, we sit there and watch WNBA games. And she wants me to teach her how to play basketball as well because she's watching it with me. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think also in our households, Max, like we, we can do a better job too of, of, of letting our young ladies uh, see things and see that they can do things that we necessarily might not be doing too. Yeah, I think, Fitz, you're right about the slow and low in terms of, you know, you grow it. I think, though, the timetable in many people's minds, the expectations has been, have been sped up. The UFC, for example, mixed martial arts under Dana White uh, took off to a point where in 20 years, oh, my God, it's a worldwide phenomenon or pickleball. Now you hear about everywhere yep. you turn. We expect things to 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 cook a little faster. And and the process. WNBA has not been microwaved. It's been, as you said, on a slow burn. But the important thing is what direction is the arrow pointing? In fact, you're right about that. As long as it's pointing in the wrong in, in the right direction, then over time you have a, a success. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Max. And I, part of that, uh, you make a really good point about MMA. Part of that also lies on all of our shoulders. I mean, as Harry talks about what we can watch and what we can find interesting, you know, I think I'll go back to what I've done over the last couple of years with Sarah on radio for Spain and Fitz. Like, uh, we, we embrace the WNBA on that show. We talked a lot about the WNBA. Like, I talk a lot about the Vegas Aces. I think, you know, we, we have a partnership with the league as a company, and the more we find compelling stories to tell about the athletes that are on the court, the better that it all grows. I mean, think about just in general, in sports, we can make, and I don't just mean we, I mean everybody that covers any level of football, they can make the Jags interesting. Even if nobody cares about the Jags, it's like, well, the Jags are good this year. We'll talk about it all the time. We need to put that same work and that same energy into telling stories about the, what's interesting and compelling in the I W. I hear what you're saying, and that, that may be the case. I don't know that it works that way, though, in the sense that if you make um, entertainment that you're selling, some kind of moral imperative, that seems to me to... Over the long run, you can change some people's viewpoints and shift the landscape a bit. 
But when you're selling something that people want to see, they will gravitate toward it. So the question for me really is, because I think the WNBA does have an excellent product, not just that we ought to talk about it because it's the right thing to do because we have daughters, right? Or some kind of broader sense of fairness. We got to talk about it because we're interested in it. I don't know that, oh, we have to make ourselves interested in it. The, the league has to figure out a way. The league figured out a way to get people interested in the, in the NBA. Once upon a time, as you point out, in the 70s, most people weren't that interested in the NBA. right? By the way, the NFL, too. NFL, in, 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 when I was a kid, your average offensive lineman made 30 grand a year, right? But the league did a great job marketing itself. And I don't know, like when we put the onus on, well, we need to... Yeah, but people don't really consume that way because of some moral imperative to consume. I, I don't disagree with that, Max. I don't. I, I. What you're saying is absolutely true. Let me let me clarify what I was saying because it may not have come across right. I think the MB, the WNBA puts out compelling, great games, and I think all of us could invest. No different. You mentioned UFC earlier. Uh, when when ESPN didn't partner with UFC, we barely ever talked about it. The minute right. we did, all of a sudden, at the time, we were having Ariel Helwani talk about everything. And what a lot of people discovered was like some of these fighters have wild, incredible, interesting stories, and we all bought into that because we were watching something great that also had great stories. I think the W is the same way. Like there, there's a level of man. If if everybody, it just takes the time to invest and watching it, it just watching it, you look at it, you're like, wow, this is actually a really cool product that I want to know more about. Like, I think both, I think both go hand in hand on it. Yeah, sure, and I'll sure. tell you, like for me growing up, like, it's not like I had people sitting there like forcing me to watch women's basketball. I used to love when I played in high school, watching our girls basketball game first, not jacking around, doing all kind of stuff before our game, but actually sitting there watching it. My one of my two of my favorite women's basketball players, Diana Taurasi and Maya Moore. No, Diana Taurasi. I still my favorite play from Diana Taurasi right now is some championship game where she's on the right baseline and she fades out of bounds and shoots it with her damn left hand. Yeah, come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, since college, I love just sports. Period. Yeah, there are some people you watch. I was just talking to um, who was I talking to about this? Oh, Tim Bontemps. We were talking about comparing Harden to Doncic, and mm-hmm. I was saying like. Um, there are some guys, like when you saw Magic Johnson pass the ball, he's a genius, right? You could see another guy who can really pass the ball well, but he's, it's different. It's not like transcendent. Tarasi is one of those players where you're like, oh, that's different as soon as you put. And, and absolutely, uh, the more that ra- awareness is raised about players like that, when you, in any sport, male or female, you put their uh, your eyes on them and it's like, that is different. I want to see that again. And there are plenty of players like that. And in women's college basketball too, real quick, Max. Like, For sure. The, no, that, that's, the, the that's growth of the game, up. man, like I'll watch Paige Bakers against anybody, anytime, no anywhere. Doubt. Like no uh, there are, there are, a hand, and it's not it's just Connecticut out there. Good. There's a bunch of teams that are good out there right now in women's college basketball. But remember Vince at Tennessee, Shamika Hosklaw? I oh used to love watching yeah. her at Tennessee at UT. Oh, that is that is that those Lady Vols teams were so incredible. And maybe that's part of why, you know, frankly, it's somebody that was, I was living in Nashville for most of that era. Right. Like, I think you can't come out of that era and not have a ton of respect for for the women's game. It's just it, it's just sort of becomes part of your culture in Tennessee. Yeah. All right. Listen, Jason Fitz, host of Fitz and Harry. Yeah. Plug it again, Harry. Fitz and Harry, Monday through Friday, 12 p.m., to 3 p.m. every Monday through Friday. I just I, I love saying it. That's uh, my brother. Three hours Fraternal to twin. chop it up, huh? You know who the good-looking twin is. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I did get all the looks, <laughs> but you got the athletic ability. How's that for you know? You meant me. I'm the pretty one. No right? matter what, I love hey, you. Hey, before regardless. we get out of here, 
I'm shoehorning something in. Before we get out of here, Fitz? Yes. The Raiders. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. Is it too late? You got 60 seconds. Is it too late for a playoff push? (laughs) It's too late for a playoff push, but in a year where you've lost six games on the last play of the game and the offense and the defense, the defense is starting to come around, but the offense particularly playing as well as the Raiders' offense is playing right now, everything's on the table. They've got a couple of tough games with the the 49ers and the Chiefs at the end of the year. That's going to make it impossible, I think, to get enough wins. But, man, more important, at least what looked like was it was a train wreck a month ago now looks like it's gelling together. And uh, you got uh, Devontae, you got Josh, you got Derek, and you got Max. I'm telling you, seen this movie before, Fitz. I've seen so many moral (laughs) victories for the Raiders over the last 15 years, right? Like, oh, here it comes. We're set up for next year, and you're 500. You're a game under. We went to the playoffs last year, Max. Come on, Luan. Four in a row. Got to the playoffs. Never mind. I'm changing my mind. Seven game win streak. in the playoffs. Let's go. (laughs) There he is. Jason Fitz, host of Fitz and Harry, the brand new show, ESPN Radio. Radio, noon to 3 p.m. weekdays. Thanks, Fitz. Thanks, guys. Hi, bro. All right, guys. That's starting January 3rd, is it not, Harry? Yeah. Not January too 3rd. shabby. We're going to continue to discuss Brittany Griner's release throughout the day here on ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. That's a miss. <laughs> Tried to get it off before the camera came. You came on, Harry. Just, uh, uh. You feeling it? Yes, I am, Max. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Harry Douglas in for Key and J today. Just talk to Fitz of Fitz and Harry, the new show, 12 uh, to 3 just, p.m. weekdays here on ESPN Radio. Good. Can you say it one more time for me? I, I don't mean to keep making you... January things, 3rd mm-hmm. is the debut show of the weekly t- noon to 3 p.m. slot on ESPN Radio titled Fitz and Harry. 
Harry Douglas got his own radio show. You, you want to know why it's so important to me, though, uh, Max? Why is that? Because, man, when I, when I started in this business in 2019, well, I started before then because I was interning, you always, like, strive to, like, you know, have your own show and your name on, on the show. And remember I came on here, it was recently when I did came on, and um, we were talking about me being Shimp, right? And yeah, that's right. Because we are the three Stooges, Key and, and Jay and I. And 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 when one of us is out, yeah. you fill in. You're like the fourth stooge, and that guy was Shemp. And I think we was on. I think he was on that day too. And he was like, "What you don't like filling in?" And I was like, "Yeah, but hell no, I don't like filling in. Right. I, you you, you, you want you want you're working yeah, towards you're something. Working towards yeah. your own stuff. So, man, when you finally get to that point, and you already know I'm a hard worker, but it's like, okay, I'm here and I have it now. You already know how to work for the B for B though. It, it, it's it's about to it's about to ramp up even more. Because now it's about how much harder can you work? You're up at three in the morning though, studying. But, but for me, it's about you know never cheating my coworkers mm-hmm. of the 100 percent me mm-hmm. or the audience either. So I, I that's why I work so hard though. That's why I grind. That's why I always prepare because I never want to cheat anybody. See, I disagree with that philosophy. What Everyone else? says keep it 100. You I, could you keep it a buck in terms of the thing. I say keep it 90. You got to give yourself some wiggle room. Get no, out 100. Of here. Oh, okay, all right. All right, keep it 100. Raiders and Rams on Thursday night football, Harry Douglas. Yes. Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst, Big Papa, was with us. <laughs> Come on, man, the dude looks and sounds like Biggie Smalls. It's Big okay. That's why when Yates was playing Jay-Z when he came in, I thought, wait, that's not right. Then as soon as he switched to Big, I'm like, the whole mood was better. The other the whole half vibe of the That's right. Here he is on a terrific program called Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio earlier today about the Raiders. If you look at their schedule, their schedule is not very daunting down the stretch. I think Josh McDaniel has finally figured out, like, it's players, not plays. There you go. It's players. And who has he been featuring? He's basically been featuring two guys, Josh <laughs> Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Who leads the league in rushing right There you go. It's like, okay, this coach's thing's not hard. Let me give it to my best players and good things will happen to you. So the Raiders are a team that they have a slim margin, margin for error, but they can find their way in, uh, sneak their way into the wild card spot. Why does it feel like to me, Harry, mm-hmm. that the Chargers are going to charge her down the stretch and miss the playoffs again? And that Feels opens like the door for someone, maybe the Raiders. No margin for error for the Raiders, but maybe. No, I, I feel the same way. Um, I just think the Chargers are going to find a way to not get in because I, I still have an issue with their rush defense. And that was one of the things going into the offseason last year that they wanted to sure up by bringing a lot of people in and adding big bodies to that defensive line. They have still been horrible when it's come to the run defense. Plus, I think the injuries has really plagued this football team. Um, I think Brandon Staley still puts this team sometimes in situations that they should not be But I agree. And, like, if you put Sean – if you gave Sean Payton the Chargers, it's a wrap to me. But but in terms of the job Josh McDaniel's doing, so – it started out very slow. Shaky. And it looked like, oh, he'll be back with Belichick pretty soon, which is good news for the Patriots because their offense doesn't look the same without him either. <laughs> but now it's coming around. As you heard Damian Woody say, they're featuring their best players, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Where is Josh Jacobs among the best running backs in the NFL, do you think, Harry? Um, okay, as I go through them right now, I have Jonathan Taylor, one. I go <clears throat> Derrick Henry, two. I I'm go- sorry, that's incorrect. Saquon what? Barkley, one. But go ahead. I'll go Derrick Henry, too. I'll go Nick Chubb. Then I'll go Saquon. Fourth! Yeah. 
All right, go ahead. Yeah, your entire career plays a part in this, too, not uh, just right, what right. he's doing this season. Uh, he, you know, Saquon's yeah, he, best year was like better than all those guys. Yeah, it's fine, but he's rookie, been he's hurt a, a lot of those years, too. Fine, those fine, guys fine. have been consistent. I'm, I'm biased. Go ahead. So I'll put, I'll put Josh Jacobs after uh, Saquon Barkley. In the Top unique, five. In the unique, the unique thing about that situation. Christian McCaffrey? He's been hurt a lot, though. <laughs> he has, but you're right. And, and like, I have a tendency to, to overlook that too much. I'm taking Saquon one, McCaffrey two, and but I think Josh it's Jacobs close because one season that he didn't rush four thousand yards. Yeah, you yeah. No, I mean? listen, but and, but and and they did not pick up his fifth year option. And he's coming off the game a couple weeks. Happens to be the leading rusher this year. Josh Jacobs coming touchdowns. off the game a couple weeks ago that was just insane. What was it three hundred yards from scrimmage and like it was and what was it, two touchdowns and he had the game but winner. They're running and, this offense through him and Devontae Adams, in which it should have been that way to start the season off. And we got to admit, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, they weren't on the same page early on, in which it, it, it bothered me a little bit because I know the relationship that those guys have and they what they did in college and whatnot, but they figured it out. And I didn't feel like uh, Derek Carr felt comfortable in the offense early on either. I think now you see more of the comfortability, and those guys are rolling, man. Now, it's a possibility. I think it's still an uphill battle because you have San Fran in Kansas City in back-to-back weeks. These next three games against the Rams, New England, and Pittsburgh, they can win. They're going to get popped in at if, least one of those games. If they're playing the football that we just recently I'm going to say Pittsburgh you know, going to pop them. Four, what, the 3-1 or 4-1 with, with T.J. Yeah, Watt? Then, Without T.J. Watt, they're horrible. Maybe New England gets them. Pittsburgh going to get them. And then... They might beat San Francisco. Well, San think, Francisco doesn't have Jimmy G anymore. Go, I don't know how much they're going to they win. Gotta go, they got to go four and one. They got to go four and one down the stretch. Oh, wait, Nate, tell, tell me the schedule again. They have the Rams tonight. That, that could be a win. Then they have New England. Tough. Then they have they at Pittsburgh. Eesh. They have the 49ers. Then they finish with Patrick Mahomes. They're going to lose to the Chiefs. So now you got to. Although, listen, well, those divisional the, games. The, the, the first Chiefs matchup against the Chiefs. Right? They, they could have won the first matchup yeah, against the Chiefs. The, other, the only thing is, Chiefs are not going to be in a position where they can rest guys because no. they're not going to have the one seed they're locked to up, get probably. Yep. So they're going to face a fully loaded Chiefs team with something to play for. And if you recall, the Chiefs make a living hosting the AFC Championship game. They've hosted the championship game every single year of Patrick Mahomes' career that he started. But every single year. Here's the juggernaut for, for the Raiders, though. <laughs> They brought in Chandler Jones to be a game wrecker. He hasn't been that. Now, he, has, he had three sacks this past game, which was phenomenal to see. But Max Crosby has been that guy. Yeah. For this well, team. I mean, part of it is they have both guys off but either you, end. But now. you need both guys to yeah. play like that, uh, too. Yeah. You need both guys to be disruptive when you're rushing the passer, not just one. I like the Maxes with the two X's in their names. <laughs> <laughs> would have been bad if my Mad parents Max. would have given me two X's. Uh, so... So here's the question now, Small especially the way, especially the way Devontae Adams is playing. I love these real life experiments, right? Brady or Belichick? Who is it? Well, they're on different teams now. What happened? Well, it's Brady. The answer, I thought the answer was Belichick. I've been proven wrong so far. Well, Brady set himself up great and Belichick. Ah, I don't want to hear it. Brady won a Super Bowl year one. Brady's in the, in the playoffs year two. Brady is, has the best record in this division year three. Belichick has yet to win a playoff game without Tom Brady, right? Correct. And he's the GM. He's, he buys the groceries. He cooks the food. You know, like, come on, cook it up, coach. This is the ninth year without Tom Brady as your quarterback. You're still sitting on one playoff and without Tom Brady. Okay, that, so. How's that non-offensive coordinator going for him right now? No doubt. So now here we have Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And if you would have asked me who made who, I would have said Aaron Rodgers. I think I've been proven wrong again so far. Aaron Rodgers, until very recently, has not looked the same without Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, on the other hand, if anything, 
is having a better season than he had last year with Aaron Rodgers. Now with Derek Carr, who misses who more? Devontae or Aaron Rodgers? This is easy for me. It's going to be an Aaron Rodgers just because of, number one, you see what the Green Bay Packers are as a team versus the, where they were the last three years when Devontae Adams was actually there. Look at this. We have it up on ESPNU right now. Harry, Aaron Rodgers' QBR almost cuts in half. 72 to yeah. 42. 72 is like you're one of the best ever. 42 is you're below average. Uh, Adams, though, his receptions are the same. He has more yards and many more touchdown receptions. Now, some of this I'll also put on Matt LaFleur and both Aaron, and him and Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers, uh, sometimes his stubbornness can you know get the best of him in the way he wants to do things. you, you got to realize you don't have Devontae Adams out there. You don't have a guy that you can just say, no matter what's going on defensively, I can just throw the football to him. See, I think more than anything, the, the dominant wideout has separated themselves from every other position other than quarterback, and I think they're actually closing in on quarterback. Quarterback's most important position still, clearly. But the wideouts are making the quarterbacks more than vice versa in the league. Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen... A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts. All these guys took off with the wideouts. Tyreek Hill, Tua Tungavailoa, right? Devontae Adams leaves Aaron Rodgers. Not so good anymore. <laughs> the only guy seemingly immune to it is Patrick Mahomes. But as you mentioned, Travis Kelsey is the chain mover, right? He's the number one there. We will continue to discuss Brittany Griner's release today. Throughout the day here on ESPN Radio, more KJM next. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Harry Douglas in for Key and Jay today. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So, Russia 
has freed WNBA star Brittany Griner in a what's being called a prisoner swap, but she was actually essentially a hostage of the Russian government, and she's being exchanged for an actually dangerous international arms dealer, a criminal. Um, this is according to U.S. officials, the prisoner swap. Griner has been imprisoned in Russia since her arrest February 17th on what Russia is calling drug charges. She's been convicted by a corrupt government whose head of state is the law, the notorious war criminal Vladimir Putin, and was given a nine-year sentence in order that Russia could exchange her for something they wanted. I mean, that was the point of this. Um, Here is the president of the United States who obviously had, there was a real, you know, a real uh, moral imperative to get this done, to bring Brittany home. Here's president of the United States, Joe Biden. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. We never stopped pushing for her release. It took painstaking and intense negotiations, and I want to thank all the hardworking public servants across my administration who worked tirelessly to secure her release. I also want to thank the UAE for helping us facilitate Brittany's return, because that's where she landed. These past few months have been hell for Brittany and for Charlie. And, uh, and her entire family and all her teammates back home. People all across the country have learned about Brittany's story, advocated for her release, stood with her through, throughout this terrible ordeal. And I know that support meant a lot to her family. I'm glad to be able to say that Brittany's in good spirits. She, uh, she's relieved to finally be heading home. So we now welcome in ESPN investigative reporter T.J. Quinn who has been with us intermittently throughout this whole ordeal with Brittany Griner, TJ Quinn, ESPN investigative reporter. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. What was your reaction? What was your reaction to President Biden's uh, address to the nation on Brittany Griner's uh, release? Well, uh, it was the immediate attention to Paul Whelan. Uh, the, the White House had wanted to bring both Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan home together. Uh, but what became clear in the, from the officials I've spoken to uh, is that Russia just said flat out, look, this is the deal. Either you trade for her or it's nobody. And they finally decided, let's just get the deal we can get and keep working on on Paul Whelan. Um for the Griner family, it's it's pure joy, as he talked about. And, uh, you know, it's not a surprise that it, it kind of came out of nowhere. We knew that they were going to keep it quiet until they knew she was, you know, probably out of Russian airspace because these deals can break down like that at the last second. Uh, so all along, there has been this knowledge from people involved that, look, this could drag out for another year or you could get a call within the next five minutes. And then the last 24 hours, it just came together like that. Yeah. And by the way, Whelan is being held there on more. He, he's like a more important hostage, I suppose, to them in certain respects. And there's nothing to say that they, you know, he, if he couldn't be included in this deal, as, as Whelan's family has stated since Griner's release, since Brittany Griner's release, they understand why it's why it's done this way. They're happy she's coming back. And there's nothing to suggest that he'll that the government is also not working on his release at the moment. Um, what what further information do you have on when Brittany will be reunited with her family? Uh, they have not said that yet. They're tr- they're trying right now to kind of limit uh, Sherelle Griner's uh, you know public appearances and any statements. 
Um, I mean, it's, she, she's on her way right now. Uh, there had always been a thought that maybe the family would meet her there. Uh, they've had plans to prepare for her return for some time. Um, they're going to keep her in uh, a private location. Um, they've got, there will be medical tests. Um, there's a chance she could be hospitalized just to observe her. Um, they will obviously, you know, keep in mind that, you know, a strong eye on her mental health to see how she's doing. Um, because once the immediate joy of the reunion is over, there's going to be serious PTSD for everybody involved in this. It's a long process to, to reintegrate somebody who's been held uh, in detention for that long. Um, how remarkable is it, do you think, considering all that Putin's been up to illegally invading a country, killing, you know, he's a war criminal. He's a, he's a dictator at this point. Um, with, with all that's going on, it was one for one swap. Whelan's not involved. How remark, like, you know, is it remarkable that this exchange occurred or is this something that was inevitable? It, it seemed like Russia was ready to deal from the beginning. Question was going to be at what point was a deal that was on the table enough, uh, to be more valuable to Putin than the than the drama uh, he was causing in this country. Um, yeah, often part of his political playbook, his geopolitical playbook, has been wreak havoc in other places. That's part of what the that's what the bot farms are for. It's to stir up dissent in in Western countries. Uh, so there was value to the fact that Biden's White House was getting pressure for people to make a deal. Um, we don't know what swung it. The things that I've, you know, in, in my crash course in, in, in international hostage diplomacy over the last nine, ten months, um, a couple of points stand out. One is you, ne- you never know what you don't know. There may be elements to this deal, maybe involving Paul Whelan, who knows, that we may never hear about. It's not just what they announce. So if people are assuming... You know, that's all it is, a straight one-for-one deal. I would not assume that. We just don't know. Uh, The other thing is, is in terms of that deal, the one-for-one, yeah, it seems like a real imbalance. Uh, An arms dealer who was sentenced to 25 years in this country uh, for a woman who was, you know, busted, even under Russian law, she shouldn't have done more than a few months. Uh, But Russia has a history, according to all the experts I've spoken to, of looking for proportionality. In a deal, Victor Boot has served nine, uh, 14 years in U.S. custody so far, and there are nine years left on his sentence. Brittany Griner got a nine-year sentence. It be coincidence, but there were American experts and international experts I spoke to eight months ago who said that's the kind of deal you may end up seeing because Russia can sell that at home. For Vladimir Putin, to go back to your question before about why why finally do this. Um, this is also a, a, a potential domestic victory, uh, political victory for him. He's able to say, here, we, we, we have this woman, uh, this American with a little bit of weed. And for her, I was able to get back this hero of Russia. Um, hero of Russia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm putting words in yeah, his mouth. Sure. <laughs> but he's become kind of a folk hero over there. So for him, it's, you know, he it, they get to essentially play it as... Yeah, look, we held hard and and uh, fast, and and we got our guy. Yes, we're dealing with someone in Vladimir Putin who has interfered in U.S. elections. Every independent fact-finding search has found that, 
and has a lot of our ter- of, of our polarization in our politics is a result of a Russian plan that has been ongoing for years now to sow de- you know uh, 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 dissent among and and rancor among factions in American politics and society. It has worked largely, and now he does get back a dangerous arms dealer in exchange for someone who like you know this is a sham she was a she was a hostage she was a political hostage um and nevertheless all that said tj Brittany griner is coming home and that is a very good thing and we appreciate your time with us this morning god thanks for the chance to talk about it Keyshawn j willimax thanks harry we're back tomorrow 6 a.m. Eastern. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.